Welcome to the Pink Isle. As always, my name is Henry Kathman, and joining me is Emma Corey. Heyo, hey, Emma. Heyo. Uh, it's it's uh, Barbie and the puppy chase is what we're yeah, seeing. Yeah, Barbie and her sisters oh, yeah. in the great puppy chase. Barbie and the other ones in the <laughs> puppy chase. Yes. Um, so, so this movie... Is back to that franchise. Also, I believe, as we mentioned, it's the last one that Kelly Sheridan was in. Yeah, is... so so I guess something that Mattel wanted to try and do is they wanted to, like, like segment off the Barbie franchise into separate stratas where you got the regular Barbie movies where she it's a self-contained story and then the Barbie and her sisters thing I guess is supposed to be like this sort of continuity with like the same sort of characters and based on what I've seen like Barbie and her sisters and the great puppy adventure Barbie and her sisters and the pony movie the last the first one that we saw with the Barbie and her sisters and then I think after that we ha- have uh Oh, sorry. The Great Puppy Adventures. Then we have Barbie and her sisters in Puppy Chase. And then after that... Separate movies. Just separate so movies. Know. Yes, yes. And then uh, I believe we have uh, Barbie Dolphin Magic might be in the same... Uh, yeah. Do you know if Perfect Christmas is also in that continuity too? Let me double check because that actually... Yeah, yeah, Barbie A Perfect Christmas does seem to contain the same uh, the same stories with Skipper, Stacy, and Chelsea, so. Surprisingly, never any Kelly in these ones. Yeah, I, it, it's, How it's an interesting. How many sisters does Barbie have? What <laughs> happened to Kelly? I don't know. What happened she to got- Kelly, Mattel? Barbie Don't did one of those framing devices skipper. and she got stuck in the story. Oh my god. She asked <laughs> It's like she a never was, ending she story. She asked too many questions, so Barbie was just like I banish oh, you to I'm gonna the t- nether realm. <laughs> yes, exactly what happened. You wanna you want real problems, little girl? <laughs> You're going to the medieval ages now. Have fun. Oh yeah, have fun with dysentery and a lack of autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanna go to London during the eighteen hundreds? It's not fun. <laughs> nope. Nope. Alright. So I think with that said, I got a uh I got some interesting tidbits to drop for the director in writing. So to start off, I want to start off with the writer because as we've noted, they end up being a pretty integral part uh, in terms of how the movie ends up coming off. And uh, returning as a writer from her stint with Barbie and the Three Musketeers, we got uh, Amy Wolfram returning. If you remember, uh, she actually is a writer for a lot of like pretty acclaimed 
uh, action TV shows, including the original Teen Titans, uh, Symbiotic Titan, and Teen Titans Go. So she's, it'll be interesting to see what she does with this because she did both. I'm always really curious how Mattel hired these people, like what the process was like. Or like I don't what know. They were giving I, when they wrote, wrote the script, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I imagine that it's one of those things where she, I don't know, maybe the the agents for these writers are like, hey, uh, Mattel needs a writer for this. Can you? Here's a contract. I don't know. I imagine it's very similar to like the process of getting your script in for other TV shows. Cause like, if you look at the screenwriting credits for a lot of like these, for a lot of TV shows, like you'll see that they have only a certain number of credits to them. Like for at least, especially in children's television, like TV writers do not work completely with the same TV show all the time. And usually they'll be brought in for a certain number of episodes. And if they, end up going off especially well they might be brought in for more of them but yeah it's it's interesting it's an interesting process uh but she but amy wolfram wrote both great puppy adventure and the great puppy chase so that will be it'll be interesting to see how they translate that but in addition to that we have, for our two directors, we got another team up for this movie. We got a- Andrew Tan and Michael Guggen. Now, you might recall, uh, Michael Guggen was the one that also wrote uh, for Rockin' Royals and has had some other experience. Fun fact, Michael Guggen not only worked for, like, Batman Mask of the Phantasm and, like, all these great TV shows, but I recently found out he was a character designer for Captain N, the Game Master. So, uh, yes, um, that um, one element of Captain N that everyone universally liked, the character design. Oh, yeah, everyone loved uh, uh, Weird Mega Man. Yes, uh, I know. With his weird gruff voice, and he mega said everything with the mega in front. Mega high, <laughs> or a, or a surfer dude, Kid Icarus, who would say a curse everything with the weird Icarus suffix at the end. Icarus. The eighties really were the worst times of your life, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And Unless you were a middle class white person. But uh, yeah, what what that animated uh what animated Castlevania property do you think is better, the Netflix show or the Castlevania dude and the Captain Inn? <laughs> well, I can say, Simon Belmont, that cat my uh, very vain personality totally is consistent with the characterizations established in my video games. <laughs> yeah, but does but does his does that show have like a I'll whip someone's eyeball out, ladies, and like I know. if anyone's <laughs> going to be making out with anyone, it's me. Oh God! See, I'm kind of concerned how you, from memory, know all the voices to all these characters. From Listen, it was the '80s. It is very easy to. You could swap out those sort of character voices out with pretty much any B-grade cartoon. Like, 
they have pretty distinct archetypes that as long as you got those ar- archetypes in mind, you could switch them out for different TV shows. Like, tell, like ask me to do a pro stars impression of some of those cartoon depictions. You know, I, of, I'm going to say Captain N walked so Wreck-It Ralph could run. Okay, for real? I would actually absolutely kill for a modern reboot of Captain N. Like, when you think about, like, all the cool stuff that they've done, like, there's a real interesting opportunity to actually... Yeah, but Nintendo doesn't really like making uh, TV shows and movies out of their games anymore. (laughs) True, but there's... I mean, I'm not saying that it has to be a TV show. I'm just saying, like... This is legit one of those things that I thought about in high school. Uh, So I actually drew game design outlines for a Captain N reboot. It would have been a 2D beat-em-up a la Castle Crashers, River City Rampage, and the like. And I thought a cool gimmick that Nintendo could implement is that they could do a beat-up game where using amiibos where if you had a certain amiibo you put them on the wii u because that was the system that was out at the time and use that to uh like have the character come in congratulations you just invented skylanders again it was basically a 2d beat-em-up skylanders but with nintendo characters only you can't play any of the characters because everyone scalps the amiibos and sells them for way higher prices yeah that's that is true but i don't know i on paper it would have been really cool to have that be a way to reboot captain n i don't know I have a fondness for Captain N because there's something quaint about it. Do you, like, do you it's, also like the, the the Zelda cartoon from the time where he's like, I, I excuse on- me, princess. <laughs> I mean, people like to meme on that one a lot and for good reason, but I honestly haven't seen it very much, so I can't really. They memed on that one a lot, but then like that one CDI Zelda games came out. Yeah. <laughs> Way yes. More okay, there's there's one other thing that I need to add. So just to get us back on topic with this. So uh the other director, the newcomer, uh is a one Andrew Tan, and this is one that actually raised my eyebrow because he also uh worked in the art department for a lot of TV shows. He is like he was a storyboard artist who has been working since like 1991. He worked on the Beetlejuice cartoon. He storyboarded an episode of Rupert, which I and I absolutely love what that show. The heck is Rupert? Oh, I'll have to sit you down one day. Rupert is based off of this British comic about this bear who goes on all of these pulpy adventures, and it was a rad TV show that aired on. Uh, Nickelodeon in between their Nick Jr. and Nickelodeon blocks, and it was the shit. Like a lot, a lot of children's properties that are just like, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a little bear man. It, it, it man. was so cool. But in addition to that, oh, you'll definitely know this. He was a storyboard artist for a bunch of the Total Drama Island episodes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, he's yeah, those Canadians. He's oh. with that franchise, but. Most notably, the thing that made me the most excited was he was the head of the animation department for Redwall, which... Oh, I forgot there was a Redwall TV show. Yes, and 
that is even air because I don't think that aired from 1999 to 2002 and it was the shit it was easily the most violent thing that they were airing on PBS kids and it was amazing I mean I have so much knowledge of those like dark animal cartoons Redwall oh my god I love that I loved that show so much. Did you did you watch did you ever read the books? I never read the books cuz they were like when I was watching the TV show, I was like, "Oh, they're based off of books." And then I saw the books and they were like, "Oh, this thing's like 800 pages long." And I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. Yeah. I remember, dang, I was I was more of a warrior cats kid. So oh, I mean, oh, if they we've... ever made any kind of if they ever even if they ever made any kind of adaptation of those today, I'd be hyped. So. Oh God! Yeah, I what? What's the name of that one cat that canonically had like sixty different cat lovers? Oh, that's probably Fern Cloud. <laughs> she had a whole bunch of children. There you go. Honestly, like I'm surprised there hasn't been any like studio that's tried to make like some kind of show or movie capitalizing on the Warrior series since it's so popular. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, we've gotten very off track, but all of this to say that, like, we have some very experienced people behind this movie. Like, so, and the Barbie Pony movie, all things considered, wasn't, was actually on the more positive end of the scale. Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. I don't know. I just, I guess my fear, since it's, like, puppy focus, is that it's going to be, like, 90% just fluff. But I don't know. Yeah, I I do worry that this is riding off the coattails of the Air Buddies movies, which Oh god. I remember watching some of those. Oh god. Do you remember did you ever watch any of those? I have younger siblings who regularly frequented Redbox. Of course we watched the Air Buddy movies. Like I just remember like the in the second one, Snow Buddies, where they go to like Alaska or some shit. Yeah, remember. they go to Alaska but and they, they compete in a. But I remember there was the whole thing where there was like the Siberian Husky puppy, and his like backstory was that his parents like tragically died yep. in like a, a, a sledding accident. Yeah. Like man, some intense stuff. Oh god. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting one. There are just so many, like, direct-to-video franchises during, like, the mid-2000s. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was before the age of streaming, and because of that, like, but once Netflix started to roll around, like, it, it was a lot easier to uh, churn out this sort of cheapish content, and because of that, you ended up getting a lot of really interesting things that we don't really see nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So, all, right, so, all of that said. Uh, also, speaking oh. of uh, puppy stuff, I remember I didn't actually own a whole lot of Barbies as a kid, but I remember I did get the Barbie that had, like, I'm not sure if you ever saw commercials for it that did had Did you have the dog. pooping puppy? Yes, you I had, had the, the pooping, pooping dog. dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, that, where, like, you would, like, feed it. You would feed then, it, like, and, you'd, and you'd press down on the tail, and then little poop pellets would come out. Oh my god! Did you have it? Or like, no, 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 no. But it? in the but early in my time of watching YouTube videos, something that I cannot find the name of this channel for the life of me. But I watched this one YouTube channel of this guy that was reviewing like 
that basically reviewed various discontinued toys because of like some different controversy. Like he reviewed the one. Oh my god! Are like he, are you talking about Mike Mozart? Maybe. Is he the one who is who would like do like the discontinued toys, and he had that kind of like erratic editing style. Yeah, and he. And he looked like and he kind of looked like Al from Al's Toy Barn. Yep. <laughs> from the th- oh my god, I I loved his videos, man. When I was like around that time, I'm I'm pulling it up. Like yeah, I'll, then he kind of like disappeared from the internet. He did disappear know? from the internet, and he came back to just do the standard like demonstration of playing with toys instead of like yeah yeah. Which I mean, I you know, he's getting. Videos. I I just specifically remember him being like, "What were they thinking?" Yeah, like but all his videos. Would the be fail like, toys. There was a Spider-Man toy, but then they discontinued it because it looked like Spider-Man had a dick. Yep. Yep. That was all the videos. Or the the Tarzan toy that would jack himself off. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know why, but I thought that was like the funniest shit ever. I, I thought was, that like, was so f- yeah, same, <laughs> very much the same. Like I remember oh, just watching those and being like, and him just saying, "What were they thinking?" And that just ended up s- s- sticking out in my mind. Yeah, but yeah, I remember a lot of the Barbie like dog-based toys for some reason had a thing with like pissing and shit <laughs> and being involved somehow. I mean, that's been the case for like plenty of doll based items like when you think of say like the baby alive series of toys like that is the archetypal like hey what if you made simulated actual babies by having them do the poop and stuff yeah but i don't know but i totally i had the barbie pooping dog where like so you would get the little pellets in the treat box and you would like feed it to the dog and then, like, they would poop. And then Barbie came with, like, a little, like, pooper scooper with a magnet at the oh end. So she could, like, pick it up. But then when she put it in the trash can, the poop pellets went into, like, the treat box. So it was, like, the same thing. So and then the cycle would repeat for infinity. And that was the toy. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, it was a good solid hour of entertainment there, you know? You know what? Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yums for enjoying that. Yeah, so, uh, uh well, now. Yeah, maybe I should go ahead and just watch this. Yes, movie. it's time for us to finally join Barbie and her sisters in the great puppy adventure. Barbie! Newborn Eat sold separately. Ice and heart reveal with icy water. You can be anything. And we're back. Yeah. So, so uh, y- puppy puppy adventure was certainly a movie. Uh, things yes, happened it, in it. You know what? I will. I will. I'll go even further. I will say that it's two movies, and those two exact movies are Air Buddies and The Goonies. Yeah, essentially, very very Air Buddies. Like, kind of. You were right on the mark with that prediction. To a ridiculous degree, and also becomes (laughs) like the Goonies in the last like thirty minutes of the movie. 
But mainly, if I'm being honest, this movie was mostly just kind of boring. Like <laughs> that feel. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, like you know what? We should let's start off just by going through some of the things we liked about this movie and then we can start getting into the plot stuff because spoiler alert in terms of the things that we liked in this movie the plot ain't exactly amongst yeah, them yeah it's a pretty uh, paper thin plot uh it's yep mostly but just things that we liked scenes of shenanigans and uh yeah okay. yeah 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 but things we things we liked so um, emma what the animation, like, this has some impressive, like, textures in it and stuff, like... Yeah, yeah, they... they like, be- everything's kind of, like, has a different look for this movie, but, like, there's, like, fur and hair textures, you even got, you even get some good old, like, pores on the skin and stuff, like, it... And it, wrinkles and all that, yeah. Yeah, it goes a bit the extra mile for... It does a little looks. bit, and it's... Well, interestingly enough, uh, something that I wanted to note is that uh, unlike some of our last movies, this was actually not made by Rainmaker. They were not usually, they were not the people to do this. So this was actually animated by uh, Jam Filled Entertainment. And uh, something that I wanted to make an addendum to one of our previous episodes, they were also the people who animated Barbie and her sisters in A Pony's Tale. But Jam Filled Entertainment, they are a Canadian animation studio that do the animation for The Loud House, for Final Space, that new DC superhero girl show. But they also did the animation for The Nuttiest Nutcracker. No! Yeah! It's all come full circle! Yes! Yes. It all makes sense now. Yes. In but, a way. But in addition to that, the thing that actually makes them more interesting is that they also did Nine. You remember that movie, uh, Nine? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's a- that was a really amazing... Like, that movie, don't get me wrong, there are some plot elements to it, but you know what? That is a movie that, like, a lot of people slept on. Like, I know it bombed like crazy, but it's... It's a very interesting movie. Yeah. I really like the the design that it has going for it. It has a really unique concept. Yeah. And it's yeah. also nice cuz you never you like never see like theater animation aimed at adults that isn't like comedy. Yeah. So it was I don't know. Is it interesting to The only thing about that movie is I remember is some of the characters were kind of like weak, like kind of one-dimensional mostly, but yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. You are definitely not wrong, uh, but yeah, in addition to that, uh, some of the other stuff that uh, they did was they did Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Thank Gnome, it's Friday. Yeah. Yep. yep, did, they, yep, yep. did they work on its esteemed sequel? They did Sherlock not, Gnomes? interestingly enough. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you think they looked at that and they're like, hmm, maybe not? No, their most recent thing was that weird Tarzan and Jane computer animated series that aired in 2017. I have uh, never heard of this. It's, what? Don't don't worry about it. It's it ain't good. It, it's, What's with people making like random Tarzan movies? Because there's that one Tarzan movie that had like Samuel L. Jackson. That oh God, out, like, yeah. 
They're like, we got to beat Disney before they inevitably like live action remake. Well, I mean, the whole thing with the whole thing with this Tarzan and Jane movie, it's primarily a Netflix show, uh, but it's Tarzan in the modern day. So you just know part of the shenanigans are Tarzan being taken to like. But uh, I've already seen that. That's just the George of the Jungle movie. Yes, but some interesting things about the Tarzan and Jane TV show, like Jane, they make her like this Jane Goodall, like scientist, like she is the scientist and she's like, they also like made her a person of color played by. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a thing, but I don't know. All I'm saying is that these are, these are animators that do have a lot of respectable work under their, I mean, definitely B tier animation but like art productions they did a good job and i'm mainly saying that because i don't know if there's really anything else about this movie that we can really firmly put in the positive a plus i mean like there is some of the vibes of this movie that i liked you know yeah it did kind of capture that feeling of like hanging out with people over the summer but i don't know it just this movie is kind of what I was thinking it was going to be, which is, like, essentially 80% just fluff without a lot of substance to it. Like, it really There just was, isn't a lot yeah. of meat like, to this movie. It doesn't really try to say anything about anything. It's just, like... Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's okay that, like... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to have a like big message. Casual, but, I mean, like, know? when you think about, like, Goonies, which clearly inspired this movie... I don't movie, know, just give, like, an arc to one of the sisters or something. Yeah. Like, sense, you know? Just something just something to make it feel like justify it because a lot like ponytail this one also kind of has that feel of like you know a tv show mm-hmm. in like a tv movie but i don't know i remember ponytail having a bit more like stuff to it this one feels just just felt a bit shallow to me you're not I mean, wrong just a bunch of characters doing this treasure hunt and, and yeah and then that's, that's about it and then there's it just follows the whole generic like we gotta save the, the town with this money yeah which yeah we can get into like how kind of strange this town is the more we learn about its history like, oh boy there is some cult shit going <laughs> on here is all i'm saying like behind the veneer i could easily picture like something some shady yeah you could picture them going all shadows over innsmouth over uh, (laughs) like this town apparently is above some kind of huge cavernous region with like booby traps and temples and like pirate and sunken pirate ships and giant waterfalls yeah that was set up by like the the town founders who we never really learned about no which is i can only assume that they were some kind of subterranean (laughs) like like society that began walking among earth and that's interesting (laughs) i was picturing more like oh the founders probably just exploited the heck out of the native population it's just this honestly thinking about there being some kind of messed up backstory to this town is probably the most interesting part of the movie you can talk about (laughs) and that's not even really in the text no it's just us being us yes yes I mean, listen, it is our job in the pink aisle to try and analyze all of the angles to this dangle of a Barbie yeah, movie. Yeah, also kind of very, 
not a whole lot of actual Barbie in this Barbie movie. No. We do put a lot more emphasis on the sisters, which isn't bad. It is fine, but it is kind of bummed out since this was Kelly Sheridan's last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just want to read this little thing talking about Kelly Sheridan. What ended up happening after this movie, uh, Erica Lindbeck is going to be taking over. And from what I'm reading, um, she ended up auditioning for the voice of Hello Barbie, which was this joint venture between Mattel and Toy Talks to combine AI, make like a smart speaker Barbie. And because of that promotion, I guess they wanted to tie that in with some of the future movies. Kind of like bittersweet, I guess, to see Kelly go. Like, according to her Facebook page, she says, quote, I've been receiving a lot of e- emails and posts on my Facebook page recently about the Barbie voice recasting. Though, I would like to take the moment to co- address your concerns and questions about why I was replaced. I debated saying anything at all, and I certainly didn't want to make until the most recent movie was released. But it is no big secret that Barbie has a new voice, and some of you have genuine concerns that I was the one to leave. Over a year ago, I received a call notifying me of changes Mattel was making to the entire Barbie brand, and they were, it was going to affect the type of movies that they were making. So we'll have to keep that in mind for future movies. But they said they want to move away from classic princess stories in an effort to focus on more fashion and modern-oriented stories. And because of that, they were looking for a new voice to fit that direction, which... That's kind of weird because they were already doing a bunch of, like, fashion and modern-day yeah. stories before now. yeah. Uh, To continue on, she says, I've immensely enjoyed playing this iconic character for the past 10 years, and I love hearing from fans that enjoy the movie as much as I do. The most recent messages from fans on board offering to campaign on behalf of my contact, uh, Mattel, have been so touching. Remind me to never make you angry, which makes me a little worried, like, oh, geez, I hope no one at Mattel was getting death threats over this whole thing. Eh, knowing the internet, that was probably the case. Eh. Like, yeah, like, but there's probably someone who took things. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Like, it's one of those weird things where I, like, I don't understand why they would do this. Like, what? I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like it's more of a cover-up, like there was a different reason why they would You think her. so? Interesting. Maybe she, they, I don't know, maybe she was asking for more money than they wanted to pay her, or maybe, like, I don't know. It seems just kind of suspicious that they would recast her when it was, like, yeah, just for, like, that excuse alone that they didn't, that, I just feel like they probably just wanted, like, maybe a younger person in the role or something. Yeah, I, I could know. imagine that happening. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I won't, I'm not going to be too worried about her. Like, she's, like, she ended up voicing, like, a bunch of the My Little Ponies. She's voicing a character named Widget in an upcoming TV show called Monster Beach, which is going to be coming to Cartoon Network. So, like, it's sad to see her go, and the circumstances for where she's left is, mm, little concerning, but, like, yeah. I guess with that said... Uh, might as well get through the plot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, 
I don't know. I guess there isn't a whole lot in this plot to cover. No, 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 no. There is really not a whole lot. So, listener, just by saying that this movie is essentially The Goonies meets Air Buddies, that really does encompass a lot. And I mean a lot of this movie. Yeah, so essentially Barbie and her sisters. We've met them before in Ponytail. Yeah, we don't need to really... We honestly don't really need to go much into their characters. Yeah, so one, she be on her phone as they say all the time yep uh, there's yep skipper the, there's the sporty one yep and that's stacy yes Stacey. and then there's the child one chelsea. chelsea and because she was a baby when they last lived in willows they don't really she yeah, doesn't really so they're going remember, back to stay with their grandma for the summer yeah. or like a few weeks or like something like that yeah, just an ambiguous amount of time. But you know what? I want to be nice, and I'm going to say the voice cast, with some exceptions of characters that we'll do, we'll talk about later, like the actual sisters and their voice performances, not bad. Yeah, you can also, it. they got like, Barbie and her sisters definitely have a different look to them in this movie. They're start- yes. They're definitely starting to look more like that kind of like, 2010s Disney princess look where they got like the round faces and the big eyes and yeah I mean I I guess I don't know when I compare them to the last movie like I guess there are some things that look slightly different about them but it's not it doesn't feel ridiculously overt from what I'm seeing you know I know I guess it felt a bit different looking to me but yeah they're going to the town willows or willowsville or whatever it's called and then it's willows yeah and barbie is talking about how she did all she knows all these things about the town and she did all these things because we got to remember that barbie is literally like a prodigy in this universe a literal prodigy actually emma i am looking back on the gallery of the previous ones yep there is a slight difference in the change i don't know i think they were just trying to make them look younger yeah, I could see that. Like, since this is... Well, in most movies, Barbie is meant to be, like, a teenager, so... I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, Skipper is there, but Barbie ends up coming off as, like, the adult presence in this movie. Partially because we don't actually see any adults, but... I mean, we see adults, just not their parents. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I should have corrected that. Uh, But, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh... So, yeah, uh, in addition to that, they're visiting the grandma for a summer. Yeah, they got a hot grandma. (laughs) Okay, I'm very glad that you're the one who says it and not me, because that would probably feel creepy if I was like, oh, yeah, they got a real sexy grandma. Hey, 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 hey. No one ever said you can't talk about hot grandmas, okay? But, um... (laughs) I, yeah, I didn't they got, know that was your type. Yeah, and this is also the universe where all older women just essentially look like younger women, but with gray hair. You so. say that, but we're going to encounter another older looking woman that's perplexing. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently there's a dead grandpa. They're talking about how, like, oh, they there used to be a treasure to this town, and it was supposed to be found when the town was in need. Yeah, apparently the founders hid a treasure for when the town was in need, which it coincidentally is just at the time they get here. But it just yeah. makes you think, like, so if the town founders wanted them to have this money so they could survive in times of hardship, 
Why would they make it hidden? From yeah, the where was this during the Great Depression? It? Yeah, they were like, Ugh, our people are starving outside. Good thing our town founders put a treasure that no one can find and didn't just yeah. like, <laughs> I'd put it somewhere. Yeah, I to feel help like people like thanks guys. Yeah, yeah. Like at least with Goonies it was like they definitely built up the fact that it was like, oh, this is an old pirate's treasure, like a thing that definitely does not exist. The whole treasure hunt thing just ends up feeling like very contrived. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what sort of other plot they would try to substitute this with, like I mean, I don't know. It just it just just feels kind of strange that Barbie is like Oh, me and the, my grandfather, we spent so much time studying this treasure. When in reality, the clues seem, like, not very complicated to figure out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I also mean, there's, like, uh, some puppies here. Yeah, so they and arrive at the... They arrive at the house and they get these different puppies, so... Yeah, because apparently the grandmother's dog gave birth, so... So, yeah, we got a... We never see which dog ended up, like, banging this Labrador, but they're all Labrador puppies, we can assume, so... Yeah, her grandmother is a complicit in the pure breeding of dogs, so... Oh, God, yeah, it is probably one of the brothers. Yeah. anyway. Ooh, but, yeah, so we get the four puppies, one for each of the sisters, so it's like Game of Thrones. So <laughs> even if the dogs die, it's going to be, like, symbolically mean that they're also going to die. Like, you know, oh, God, like, yeah. Going to look mm -hmm. out for that in the next movie. Let's go through order. So you got it, honey. It is essentially Air Buds, where, like, all the puppies have, have the a single one personality, personality trait. Yeah. Because in Air Buddies, it was like, this one's the fat one. This one is the one that likes hip-hop. This one is the a Buddhist dirty one. This one is the Buddhist, and this one is the girl one. <laughs> yep. And in but with this one, so we got the dog that likes to listen to music, named DJ. We got like the athletic dog, named Rookie. We got a stupid dog that doesn't know how to count, named Honey. Yeah, how dare that dog not know advanced mathematics at the age of three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, God. And then we got Yeah, Taffy. also this is a movie where the dogs are, like, sentient and talk, but, like, the humans don't hear them. But it's, like, but they're just, like, sentient dogs and also they go yeah. around and they're a part of the adventure. And they understand what's going on, but, like, the people don't understand that they're... Yeah. The comparisons between the Air Buddies movies, like... And I say this as someone who's seen an embarrassing number of those movies, a.k.a. more than one of them. And <laughs> oh, it's... God. And they're just... Did you ever see the, 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 the Christmas spin-off uh, Santa Paws? Yeah. My, like I said, I grew up with siblings that had access to Redbox, so of course, of course it would be one week where they ended up renting that. And every I think my favorite was Space Buddies. You didn't like Super Buddies? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh I think I stopped God. watching them after Space Buddies. <laughs> you voluntarily watched them? Yeah, I was like... Henry, I'm like that's true. five years younger than you, remember? Okay? I guess. I'd, 
but we those were are in different places when these came out. Those, are, but those are fairly recent movies. Like the the they're not as recent as you think they were. Look up when the first Air Buddies movie came out. Okay, two thousand and six. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you were I five. Been like yeah. six or seven. Like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't shame me, Henry. Mm. Okay. Talking dog movies were like the big thing back then. They had like the Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh God. They had and... Underdog. They had oh. Cats versus Dogs. Don't they forget Beethoven. Be- well, Beethoven wasn't a talking dog movie. No, it was just a dog movie. Yeah. And then they had the classic Homeward Bound, which fun fact. What the only Homeward Bound movie I watched was the sequel. Homeward Bound Lost in San Francisco. I've seen that one too. The biggest thing I remember about the first Homeward Bound is that uh, we saw it in like elementary school in a class. And I remember the first time we watched it, like we couldn't watch all of it in one sitting, but they ended up stopping the movie at the point in the movie where the cat like looked like the cat died. (laughs) So we just had to wait to see like the conclusion to that. It was so sad. Oh no. So sad. Like, when the cat goes over the waterfall, that scene is kind of horrifying, actually. Like, the fact that they use, like, real animals, like, in that movie just makes some of it just feel way more, like, scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the alternative, though, is also is that weird Call of the Wild movie with the weird motion capture oh, dog. Oh, God. That, that confuses... I mean... You gotta know that there's some guy who had to essentially do a puppy role play with Harrison Ford on set. Oh, it was the guy who did, like, the motion capture for the new King Kong movie. And he did work for Planet of the Apes, so it's like... Are you talking about Andy Serkis? No, 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 no. He was one of the side characters, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder wonder what the atmosphere on that set was like for that guy. Well... It's been a fun time. I mean, I'll look... I'll tell you this. Uh, his name is uh, Terry Notary. Like he—he's. I'm sure he's more more than used to it. Oh, he also did the mocaps performances for Groot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What were we talking about? So uh, dogs, so dog buddies, movies. Yeah. yeah. So the the younger girls are going on a treasure hunt, and they're trying to find the treasure and meanwhile barbie runs into her old friend oh, what was her name uh christy and yeah. christy's whole thing she's is that she's quirky yeah she's quirky because she talks fast and you know and i guess that's another positive thing in this movie like christy lays it on way too thick like i would have liked to actually get to know what her character was actually like instead of having this weird, like, I don't know, felt- What we do know is that she's totally okay with uh, eating taffy that was stuck on a dog, so that tells you a lot. Yeah, I get, okay, I guess this does lead to, like, probably the worst part of this movie. So they're at the carnival. Oh, yeah, so- And- they're, the villains in these movie are these, like, carnies that look like they came out of, like, the 1930s. And it's the whole thing where it's, like, the fat one and the skinny one. And one of them is, like, the smart leader. And one of them is the dumb one. And he f- knocks him around a lot. And it's... Where... 
what what world do these guys come from? Why? A world of sh- of shenanigans and way too many shenanigans at that listener. It I want to convey that literally every like three to five minutes, these two chuckles show up in this movie and it is unbearable. Like the n- amount of shenanigans we are at, like we're, we're at, like if we were to go up from the floor to the top of my head, like other Barbie movies, they keep their shenanigans like right at waist level. A lot of the early, a lot of them, they keep, are more grounded. These shenanigans are up through the roof and it is, distracting it is obnoxious and it is very uncomfortable since most of the shenanigans just involve these two grown men stalking these teenage and preteen girls and it's just their inclusion in this movie is just to kind of like add some like weird conflict but But it's it's like like, the shenanigans level is on yeah like I feel like it, they would have been bearable if they were literally anything other than carnies. There's just yeah, they're pro- like this movie, it just kind of like they were literally two steps away from just being evil clowns that were following them. But then again, if they were evil I mean, clowns, I would have preferred if they yeah, because that would have like know? brought more menace to them. But yeah, I don't know, and it just like and the whole and their whole subject just comes off as like you see. It's the pores who are the yeah. ones. Yeah, like, you know what would have been actually... It wouldn't have been better. I mean, it actually probably would have been a little bit better. But why would... Because apparently all they have to eat is, like, day-old corn dogs and nothing yeah. else. No, you know what would have been better? If, like... Like, if you're gonna do the cliche, oh, the town's gonna get butt out thing, like, at least, like, have some evil, like, like rich dude that's planning on, like buying up parts of the town and gentrifying it like that that's a thing yeah but no it's like actually these uh struggling poor men who are so desperate for money to live that they would go on this weird <laughs> treasure hunt and follow these children yeah. around you know then, then yeah like, like you could even keep these two characters but just make them the cronies of like some rich dude in town like like make them like just regular henchmen instead of the key like i don't know i feel like if they switched that up that would have been better but you know that would have maybe like just having another villain might have gave this movie some kind of like stakes yeah i mean they maybe god bless them they try they try to make stakes because like it turns out christy's family has to move away to willows because like all the businesses are shutting down and like slowly the town is losing money and we're seeing some real economic anxiety well if these are stakes i'm sorry but it's a bit rare yeah rare in what way it means not cooked oh. enough. i was making yeah. a joke yeah <laughs> solid laugh laugh you gotta laugh now ha, 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 ha. thank you i feel valid oh, oh i'm now. happy so <sighs> yeah so the girls are going on this treasure hunt and honestly like we could just kind of blaze through this treasure hunt portion because like 
the only things yeah, you really need to know so, about the structure is that like the girls find a clue, the puppies do a shenanigan, then the rich, pe- not the rich people, the carnies do a shenanigan, and then we cut to a random scene of Barbie like looking sad about the town being shut down or something like that. Yeah, so they're going on this like treasure hunt. Also, we mentioned that like they keep on showing these like plaques around town, which like, but they just put like the gibberish. So yeah, 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 yeah. But you can clearly see it all, and it's very strange why they would make it even in focus if you can't if it's just gibberish. Yeah. (laughs) So the girls they have this treasure map they find, and it leads to the first place that it leads to is the town hall, and. Like, when we were looking at the, like, the initial plaque, like, we had to pause and look back because, I mean, listener, spoiler alert, sometimes to do this podcast we have to use less than legal means to watch some of these Barbie movies. And I was expect, but in this time, we were watching it on Hulu, which surprisingly, they had, like, exclusivity deals in terms of streaming platforms. I don't know. Like, some of the Barbie movies are on Hulu. Some of them are on Netflix. Some of them are on Amazon Prime. It's it's weird. But, yeah. So, we I was initially looking at it and I'm like, it looked like it was written in Russian. But, no, it was just, it literally just looked like someone, like, took different, like text boxes typed in a bunch of letters and overlapped it on different a different text box so while they're going around trying to find like the they meet the mayor uh the puppies are yeah it's weird yeah very like pretty much all the side characters are yeah really there's scary like a really movie, dumpy like... looking mayor he looks like a a human that is like Mid anamorph into an orca. That's how I would best describe that. Essentially. But in addition to that, we also got like oh, there's an, there's an, there's old, an bloodhound. old bloodhound that the puppies talk to. Oh, who's, I'm who just an old apparently I'm an old bloodhound. Old resting on these more. Apparently treasures. he like. <laughs> apparently he like knows the answers to the treasure hunt. He, he somehow, somehow has all this knowledge with anyone. Yeah. And a, this is this Donald yeah, Mortal because that's what this movie. I don't know. Me to like we see a bunch of imagery later on showing that like there's like a close relationship between the town's founders and these dogs. Yeah, which I'm not saying they definitely worship some kind of dog. God. Yeah, like this. Yeah, is, I maybe that maybe the bloodhound is the dog god. Oh jeez, that would actually be an interesting. And, and he just he just he doesn't help out people. He just watches them. And snarks at them from afar. Yeah, he's he is he's useless. There was a story by H.P. Lovecraft called The Hound. Can't wait till uh till Barbie presents Call of Cthulhu. Ah, uh, that would be interesting. If they were gonna do a Barbie Lovecraft movie, they would probably have to start off somewhere a little smaller, like Barbie and the Colors of, from Space, like that one weird like. Ooh, strange, mysterious colors that no one's ever okay. seen. Okay, I must admit though, I have never read any H.P. Lovecraft. But... I, if you want to know about H.P. Lovecraft, the thing that I would recommend, uh, 
the YouTube channel Overly Sarcastic Productions did a good video summary over like Lovecraft's most famous stories. Oh yeah, I, I watched that video. Yeah, that's a, that's a good end. You gotta remember, Henry, we all watch all the same videos. <laughs> that's true, so. we do have very similar tastes. I will have watched most of the videos Fair enough. you said that you But watched. anyway, so the first clue is that they're looking at this plaque and the dogs are annoying the bloodhound. So the bloodhound, they have there's a pair they have to find this craft somewhere in the town hall. So what they do, they are bugging this bloodhound and the bloodhound's like, oh for crying out loud. And he walks over to a button on the town hall wall. Yeah, this movie has a lot of moments that are just w- like What? What what's go what how, how yeah. Why it's that sort of where the elaborateness of how they make these weird booby traps and treasure reveals just it's very jarring. I don't know, because, like, the thing with the Goonies movies or National Treasure, because those are the biggest comparisons that I can think of right now, something that made the treasure hunt more believable is that, like, the clues were not hiding in plain sight. Like, the ways that, I mean, you could argue that, like, hiding, like, a secret brick on, like, Independence Hall or something is a little bit much, but, like... Or hiding something on the Declaration of Independence. Like, I don't know... It's one of those just weird things where I feel like I feel like the treasure hunt could have been like done better. I don't know. Instead of like I know they wanted to make it visually interesting by having like these sort of like elaborate sort of mechanical things that popped up, but it's just like just feels a little ridiculous sometimes. But with that said, they go inside and the mayor shows them this vase apparently it leads to like a little necklace thing popping out, which uh, which uh, Stacy just straight up steals. Yeah, she says she's gonna borrow it and give it back later. Yeah, it is like, weird that the mayor just lets them like look over this priceless artifact by themselves, unsupervised, and they even like nearly break it at one point. So it's like, yeah. who, why? Yeah. Also, I forgot, this is, a bit, this is a bit off topic on this section, but I forgot to mention there's this really weird part where, like, uh, Barbie's dog is, like, running through, like, the carnival. Yeah, the and bar- that's when, Taffy like, the, ends up following Christy and Barbie to the fair. And that's and- where they, like, the carnival barkers hear about, like, their plan. But while the dog is running out, it meets this one, like, lady, and she has, like, really bizarre, like, overdone makeup. makeup on and it's like why why and is they go all dutch design? angle and like snap zoom to make her look as horrifying as possible why and is it's it just so like scary like why yeah why <laughs> did you hey Ma- hey mattel you did not have to drag this poor lady like she she's just living her life how dare like oh how dare she not have her makeup perfectly applied and how dare she not know how to pro- properly contour her face? Like, come on, give the girl a break. Unbelievable. But in, as a result of them doing the running, uh, the two carnies chase the puppy, and the puppy runs past a taffy puller, and the guy, the big, the big carny gets stuck hey, in it. Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. And then the pu- and then Barbie and Christy discover Taffy running to them and it turns out Taffy's also covered in Taffy. And this is the point that you were pointing out earlier. Uh they 
find that, oh, she's covered in taffy. And Christy just picks off a piece of taffy and eats it. Yeah. Just get all that dog hair on you. That's our girl, Christy. I hate it. Oh, oh, I'm just picturing that texture. I don't. The next step of the treasure map, they get that weird pendant and it leads them to go to the fountain. And at the fountain, there's... Well, like, actually, between this, they, like, randomly just go home, because it's, like... Yeah, because it's the end of the day. Yeah, there are some scenes of them hanging out at home. Like, they watch, like, home movies. Home movies yeah. with some weird, like, oddly threatening atmosphere to them. <laughs> I can't really explain. I feel like maybe I've just been it's too because it was on a VHS, like, and it was because it was it had a slightly muted color scheme. And like, it, I just, like, I'm just... Met. I just kept on thinking, like, this is, like, the setup to watch some kind of snuff film. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Barbie stars in a Serbian film. Oh, God. No. Barbie Uh, presents Cannibal Holocaust. Barbie in Funny Games. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'll tell you that. If if they made a Funny Games uh, adaptation for Barbie, Patricia Taxon would really like that one. Oh, God. You know, I just... It has surprised me that Barbie has never tried to make like a spooky Barbie movie. Like you, you know, know what? With you say that. That is actually very interesting. That it does. We need Barbie as Monster Girl now. Or it's heck, the only thing even that like will get us through Barbie's this hard time. spooky adventure. Like they could Barbie's Halloween spooktacular. Yeah, like the they could pull the Jimmy. whole like like it could imagine like. It wouldn't be a full-on slasher movie, but, like, something like that with that same structure would lend itself well to, like, a Barbie movie. Do you remember those spooky godmother movies that played on? Oh, yeah. I never watched them, but I know of them. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good Good times. times. You know, but Barbie, I don't know. I feel like we keep on talking about things unrelated to this movie because there's, there's not much else to say. A about lot this to movie. talk about. So they go home. They watch a home video. They make a millennials don't know what VHSs are joke. And yeah, father, how do I click the book? <laughs> oh, Jack and Jill went up the hill. Why would they, they want to? G- been... <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten crummy water. They should have been. Catching Pokemon creatures, <laughs> Animal Crossing, TikTok, OnlyFans. Oh, that's you. You say that Animal Crossing OnlyFans with the horniness people have for Raymond. Give it time. Oh God, I don't. I try not to think about it. What was that one theory that, like, I don't know if you saw it somewhere that was, like, actually all the Animal Crossing villagers are actually just furries. They're just, like, people in animal suits. (laughs) I mean... They're in some weird furry commune, you know? Like... (laughs) Oh, no. I think MatPat has to go a second draft on that one. Oh, God. Take that one back to the writer's room. We're not at Sans's nest from Earthbound levels of theory yet. I just, I wonder if there's ever been a video that was like, 
the dark secrets of Tom Nook. And it's got like the thumbnail where it's like Tom Nook, but he's got like angry eyes, like angry eyebrows photoshopped. Emma, it's YouTube. Of course there are. Okay. Anyway. I'm pretty sure I'm 90%. Okay, so. So they end up then going to this clock. They end up going to this fountain. And the big thing is that one of the. All throughout all of these clues, they're looking for the town crest, which is this, like, Freemasons, like, Illuminati-looking symbol. And there's one on top of the fountain, and they hit the symbol at it, and it causes the fountain to, like, rise up Legend of Zelda style. And there's, like, a little, like, little verse there saying, oh, everything you need lies below the willow tree. Oh Did wait, no, 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 no! Been... I'm sorry. It that's the next clue. This cl- one is uh, slowly progressing like a midday chime. Uh, the growth of a tree is a reflection of time, which means they got to go to the clock yeah, and they stare at a cuckoo clock for like ten days. Yeah, it's like a weird montage with that where they where they show up every day at noon so that they can see this very very elaborate like song and animatronic thing that comes with the town and welcome to do you like such a perfect yeah but the strangest thing is is that like skipper makes a video of it so it's like they can just re-watch the video there's no reason why like movie if you're gonna have this whole thing be where she is like doing the hashtag technology, maybe, like, actually utilize it more. I don't know. But then they end up getting to the willow tree because the thing that was pointed out earlier to be the main symbol of the town, so it's like, yeah, of course there's gonna be something related to the treasure there. You think someone might have checked there first, but whatever. But they end up digging around there, but they can't find anything and because of that, they wow, end up getting... I can't believe this town with, like, a willow tree theme would have, like, a willows on it. You yeah. Mm. There would be something important by the willows. Who would have thunk it? But, coming? yeah, because of that, the girls get dejected when they can't find anything. And, like, Skipper is wanting to give up. But suddenly, the two Cardies just steal Skipper's backpack and tablet and they go through this big old chase sequence where all the girls are like chasing after them on their bikes. They're doing some X game Yeah, shit. Chelsea's <laughs> doing like these X game things where she cl- she rides her bike up a like a construction ramp and jumps in front of them and does the whole Akira swerve to the side to stop and there's a lot of unnecessary child endangerment in this movie. Yes, but like in addition to that, it's just like it becomes very clear like there is no one in this town. These streets are always bare. Like, did you notice this? Like, you barely see anyone walking around in the background. Like I said, this town is cursed. <laughs> There's some weird shit going down. Fair enough. Like, someone is getting sacrificed, someone is getting killed. <laughs> Someone is getting sewn into a bear costume and burned in an effigy, and there's weird stuff going uh, on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, 
I just, I just. Who was the it. dude who made Hereditary and Midsummer again? Aris. The dude who did. Uh... Yeah. What do you think he would do if he was like tasked with making a Barbie movie? Oh, Ari Aster. Yeah. Um Probably some kind of like movie where like like a lady becomes like slightly more Barbie-like over time. Oh my and god! She... And it ends with her becoming a doll. No, it would be like. A woman, like, goes to work at a toy store, but, like, there's, like, these weird people working there, and they're like, we'll provide a family for you at this toy store, but they're actually just, like, grooming her to turn her into a Barbie doll. And, like, a a lady would, like, have some horrible, dark tragedy happen to her family that put her in that position, and she's gonna, like, cry really hard at one point. Like, you know what? Like his other movies, that sounds like a thing that would be a bunch of other people's jams, and it would probably get a lot of hot takes on Twitter talking about how brilliant it is, but it just... That sounds like the type of movie that I could see being successful, even though I would thoroughly not be interested in that. You gotta, you gotta get in on a artsy horror movie, uh... Listen... Film Twitter. Listen, I, I, I enjoy the occasional artsy horror movie, but I don't know. Like, eh, maybe it's because maybe my sensibilities lend more to Jordan Peele than him. It's mostly because Jordan Peele's horror movies are less scary and less jump scary. I mean, Ari Aster movies aren't really jump scary. They're just kind of disturbing. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to... There's things in that I don't want to see. There, there are some things in them that uh, do kind of stick in the brain. Or so. uh, a lot of things that slap or, uh, you upside the head. Yeah, a lot of head trauma in those movies. Just like, dang. Makes you feel <laughs> antsy. Well, there, yeah, there are ants. Yeah, there are ants at yeah, one that's point the, in the hereditary. Anywho. <laughs> so because of that, they get dejected initially, but Barbie gets the old map because what happened was there was an initial treasure map that uh that skipper takes a picture of but what happens is is that skip like with the tablet stolen they just use the original and it's a like whole thing where it's like oh always have a backup hashtag like no technology but because of that they end up finding like this weird puzzle in the field of a bunch of rocks and i guess that's something yeah, that's just like sitting out that no that they never noticed even though yeah. it's real big but you know yeah and then chelsea ends up solving it oh i i apologize i ended up confusing chelsea for uh stacy stacy was the one that did the bmx stunts. it's okay I, d- I don't think mm, anyone will care. I care as a bar- Barbie <laughs> scholar. But this leads to a tunnel. And listener, this is where the movie goes buck the hell wild. Like. Yeah, this movie takes a sharp Into just like straight like, up last, like, Indiana half Jones hour. territory. Like they go down there and there's like a huge cavern. There's like a cavern with giant area murals. Under the town. Of the town's fell- founders. How- how does this town have plumbing? Like, yeah. how is, how is no this town not noticed? been swallowed up in a gigantic like, sinkhole? Like, thank God there isn't no fracking oh, going boy. on around here, or else they'd be yeah. in real trouble. <laughs> you know what? Like, 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 don't let RuPaul move to this oh, town. Oh God, that it—that's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
2020 is a weird year, y'all. Um, yeah, it's like a ever, an ever-waking, ongoing year. Anywho, really. but in addition to that, in addition to that, like, I don't understand why they don't just, like, have an old mind shaft or some bullshit like that. Like, you're telling me that they're... Like I said, they're hiding something. There is something <laughs> shady going on here. Like they're gonna go down there and find like the missing, just the like, pile of bones, bodies yeah. of like the yeah, just the pile oh, of bones. This is some like the descent. Oh god, shit going down. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but because of that, they go down the tunnel, and then the two carnies follow them. The first thing is is that they go across this rickety bridge, and right off the bat, Skipper almost falls to her death. Um, so again, lots of child endangerment, but in addition to that, uh, once they get over the bridge, the two, the two carnies caught up to them, and apparently they're threatening, even though this movie has not done a good job to actually establish how these guys are threatening, because, like, when you try to make bumbling comic relief type villains... You gotta be able to have a fine line, because if you make them too incompetent looking, like, it undermines their potential threat. But if you make them, like, too threatening, it ends up being, like, it ends up being overwhelming to children. And I don't know about you, listener, but I feel like a lot of kids are a lot more, like, tough than we give them credit for, and they can handle some of these more threatening villains. Like, I don't know. I feel like if we ended up having villains like the Goonies, like, the thing that made the villains in the Goonies interesting is that they were also bubbling and incompetent, but they were also, like, straight-up criminals that, like, were not afraid to murder some children. And I'm not saying that they needed to go that far, but, like, something akin yeah, to that. I don't know. It's just, like, they're just going through this, like, adventure. They do the thing where they go down the river. because Yeah, they go down the river, a there's a boat. It's just been sitting there. That's a... That's completely intact, despite being, like, yeah. in water for, like, God yeah, knows how and many then, years. And then after and, that, there's, like, apparently there's a giant waterfall up ahead, but they make it out to be, like, it's a giant threat, even though they just, like, paddle in a different direction. And they end up getting to, like, this big vault door. And they use the necklace yeah, as a key. some ominous dog statues. Wait, wait. Maybe maybe this town is the reason why the dogs can talk. Like, dogs aren't just dogs in this town. They're like avatars to the dog god. Interesting. And that's why they're, like, sentient. Interesting. Yeah. And that's... Oh, my God. I I get what this would be if this is an Ari Aster movie. So the grandma, those dogs, like, they're not just dogs. They're, like, spies for the town. She, like, entices the, the girls with the dogs. And she even, like, tries to be like, oh, no, like, there are dogs. But then she's, like, at the end, she's like, no, you must take the dogs with you. So they're going to take the dogs with them, and the dogs are going to they're gonna do something bad. They're going to, like, they're going straight to Malibu. They're going to, like, infiltrate, like, the California government. And it's all, like, a conspiracy. And it's all, like, so, like, the dog god of this town can, like, take control of, like, everything. Boom. I solved it. We're through the looking glass, people. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So. Yeah, can you tell this movie <laughs> has, like, bored me a lot? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, dang. So they end up... Yeah, there's only so much uh, saccharine uh, puppy adventure I can <laughs> I can't take. say I blame you there. <laughs> but they... So they end up getting into the, the treasure room. But, oh, no. The two guys show up and there's this giant golden tree that one of them just pulls out and it goes all booby trap on them yeah 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 we forgot they found the treasure and the carnies are just like, hey we're gonna steal this from they let you the carnies get there even though the camp even though there's a lot there and they obviously can't take all of it with like, them at once because they activated the booby trap the door closes, presumably to leave any thieves in there to starve forever, which kind of defeats the purpose of having, like, a whole, like, oh, this thing will appear in the town's greatest need, but whatever. But because of that, uh, Taffy decides that she's going to be brave. By the way, we did not mention that, I guess, Taffy had this whole arc of being kind of scared and learning to be brave. Yeah, the puppy is the only one who gets an arc in this movie. And it's a lame arc at that. But yeah. because of that, she jumps across this different stones in a waterfall and pres and because there's a dog statue across the waterfall with a button right over its crotch she jumps over pushes the crotch button and because of that the waterfall like stones begin to rise up and it creates a dam across the waterfall like which i can't imagine how good that's going to be for the local water life but whatever. yeah there's just like a town like down like in the other town over is like we're in a weird drought right now. All our plumbing is gone. What do we do? Well, time to make another sacrifice. <laughs> god. Yes, yeah, but because of that- The, the dog door... god wanted to starve them out so he wouldn't have competition. Oh, it was all a part of his plan. Really. Okay. So because of that, the dog, the door opens and the puppies all- like band together and they beat up the two carnies with punching yeah, sound effects. It's a, it's a bit weird. Also, this grown man getting pwned by these baby dogs. Yep. Which I mean, you could have like, I mean, puppies and kittens are more so likely to give you a disease. So like, they, they can they can mess you up, but like, cause like puppies and kittens they have like smaller teeth therefore they can be sharper and can like get more deep in your skin and therefore inject diseases into you so yeah but because of that the dudes are defeated and they look and they you see that there is an exit outside of the the temple even though the door is downward, which makes me wonder, like, what is the geography of Willow? Like, are they just on a big old like, mountain? Willow is, like, one, like, bad day away from just, like, <laughs> the entire town sinking into the earth. <laughs> or maybe when, that's what the dog god wants, When though. the dog god wants it to return to the earth, it shall make it so. <sighs> yeah. Wait a second, Henry. What yeah. if the dog god wasn't a dog? What if it was a character from another Barbie movie that we haven't seen in a while? One that was so egregiously cut out. Oh my god. It's all connected. It shall be as I desire. My machinations will be fulfilled with glittery. 
take this dog and it will be me. There is no dog, only Bibble! Oh, God. It all makes sense. It's how all the Barbie movies are connected, Henry. <laughs> okay, we need, we to, have to, understand we need to wrap this up because, Emma, you're going to some everything. weird-ass places with this it one. It explains everything. I don't even know what I'm talking about yeah. anymore. I just... So, Barbie and her sisters are hailed as heroes amongst the town. The, the mayor gives them and the puppies medals. Cool. Grandma talks about how proud they are, and... The mayor decides to give them a wagon full of treasure. Yeah, these rich, privileged kids. Even though they live in Malibu. Yeah, they just get some... You know, like, Barbie's parents are, like, oil barons or something. I thought we established that they got big in the web uh, 2.0 bubble. Oh, God. Actually, they got big uh, uh, investing in Bitcoin. So... (laughs) They're on the they're on the up turn, you know. Oh Jesus, yeah. Uh, because of that, uh, they end up having some. They end up having one final day together. They take a bunch of selfies and have all these memories, and it looks like it's going to be time for them to go back to Malibu. Which side note? I looked up average housing prices in Malibu. And the basic average income per household there is about two hundred and thirty-eight thousand a year. That's like compared to the fifty-four thousand medium income of Los Angeles County. It's that's a lot. Grandma decides that the puppies are gonna go with the girls, and they end up leaving. And exactly like she planned the whole yeah. time. Yeah, but before they leave. Yeah, but before they leave, the girls decide that instead of keeping their portion of the treasure, they're going to hide it somewhere in town as well so that someone else can have an adventure. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah, they ain't going to give it to the poor or anything No, 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 no. But like... Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Uh, Never mind, never mind. I just looked up the average house value in Malibu, and it's like $3 million. So yeah, 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 never mind, never mind. (laughs) Barbie, unfortunately, will not be spared when the revolution comes. (laughs) (laughs) We may be Barbie Barbie podcasters, but we are... uh, We're comrades at heart. We are class... Yeah, we're comrades first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but one last thing I wanted to note before we end this off. So this movie ended up having the standard merch for it. Like the Barbie dolls, they it was basically an excuse to like make some modern Barbie dolls with their own little like basic Forever 21 look and fashion. Um, interestingly enough, like they gave Skipper actual acid wash jeans for her thing. It's interesting, like... But in addition to that, they made a second line called the Willow Fest uh, gift set, which is a, which is like a set of these very, which is like the outfits that they wore at the end of the movie. These like flower print looking uh, outfits that, you know what, are good looks, I would say. Like, but did they ever make any shitting slash peeing dog toys for this? Well, I mean, they made a Barbie cradle set. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yes, actually. They didn't make them shitting, but 
they did this thing where like the puppies they had little holes in their mouth so that you can feed bottles into Barbie them. Barbie puppy adventure. I mean, I guess there was an adventure. I guess there was puppies involved. Yeah. Uh, didn't quite give me that uh, sweeping sense of discovery that I think it was trying to pull off, but you know, not the worst thing I've ever seen. No, so. I, it it kind of just comes and goes with little impact. But we know the real impact will be uh, the um, the second coming when the <laughs> the elder gods are finally released on the universe. Well, we're we're gonna have to find that out when we eventually go through Barbie and the Great Puppy Chase, which apparently takes them all over the oh, yeah, world. I bet my my theories are gonna be canon. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, well, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully Barbie will be uh, very respectful of other people's cultures in a puppy chase. I'm hoping. <laughs> anyway, what's the what's the next Barbie movie we're watching? So, before we actually uh, move on to the next movie, can I tell you what the theme of this movie is according to the credits? Oh, please do. The best part of an adventure is sharing with the people you love. Which, you know what, to give credit to this movie, they actually do attempt to reinforce this message through the actual narrative and characterizations. So, well yeah, done. And that's that's why the Carnies couldn't win, because they were, like, abusive and mean to yeah. each other. Yeah, you know, you know, some people just take their status as a top too far. Yeah, Marty, you deserve better, Marty. You need someone to treat you like the like the king you are. Yeah, yeah. You, you you twink king you can you can get it you just gotta like put a little foundation get yourself a tinder sorry a grinder that's yeah. like and find yourself just a nice sloppy bear yeah. that will like you don't have to be you don't have to be with the mean guy you know the height of a human romance does not begin and end with the lighthouse oh style dynamics but anyway the next barbie movie we're going to be watching is barbie spy squad that'll be interesting yeah so it's it's uh, it's a movie that uh, apparently features like robot pets, and oh god, they're like ten years late on the Jimmy Neutron hype train. Sorry, Barbie. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what? Plot twist, Emma. You know what I'm realizing when looking into it. So we've been making all this Monster High comparisons. But you know who makes Monster High? Uh, let's see. I'm just gonna confirm it, but like... Yeah, it's Mattel. Excuse me, what? Yeah, Mattel makes Monster High. Hold up. What? Were they always owned by Mattel? Yep. Yeah, it turns out. And the reason why I found this out is because... When looking through the Barbie wiki entry for this, uh, it says, like, as a little bit of trivia, the teaser trailers featured in this uh, DVD were Rockin' Royals, Barbie and Her Sisters and the Great Puppy Adventure, and Monster High, Boo York, Boo God, York. Mattel has been playing us the whole time. Played us like a damn fiddle. They've been controlling the market. We didn't even know. Just like Mattel. Maybe that's why they haven't done a Monster Girl Barbie movie. They like they have to keep their brands separate. Yeah, their brands. 
It's all about the brand. It's all about the brands. There truly is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, I guess. What do you rate this movie? I rate this uh, two hair covered, uh, dog hair covered pieces of taffy out of five. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like. Maybe more like yeah, the 1. dog point five. Maybe like a a, a hairy piece. Of I don't taffy know. With like, like a penny stuck into it. That's like a, my final rating. A dog haired cover piece of taffy does actually describe this movie very well because like it's very sweet. It's very saccharine. It's like bright, colorful, and like. On its but surface, it looks aesthetically it, good, but once you add the inclusion of dog in there, it ends up adding some... Uh, and, if, and if you consume it, you're going to be seeing horrible truths you could have never expected. <laughs> sure, that's exactly... That is definitely what's gonna going on there. Yeah. So... Yeah. Anyway, looking forward to Spy Squad. It'll be interesting to see one that doesn't really have a premise replicated anywhere else. Uh, yeah! I mean, That's Spy Kids, but okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way to erase that do you masterpiece. Think, do you think God stays in heaven because he too fears when what he's he created? created? Here on Earth, yeah. Those movies are wild, insane. Yeah. I can't believe uh, Ready Player One uh, copied off of a Spy Kids 3 game over. Anywho, that's... That's it for us this week. Thank you very much for listening to the Pink Isle. We especially appreciate you guys tuning in with us a day, day in and day out, sticking with us here in the aisle. Uh, if you enjoy the stuff that we do, Emma, you done do writing in all sorts yeah. of different places. Yeah, uh, I've worked for The Shield. It will probably... Yep, by the time this comes out, I will no longer be working there because yeah, I will we'll have be graduated. Posting and where hopefully, there. I'll be working somewhere else. Yeah, so. yeah. But in addition to that, you got a Twitter. It's not one that you post on very often. Yeah, I got I got Twitter. At, Ke- uh, at EmmaCorey9. You can... Yeah. Yeah, post in all her, her hot takes on that. Yeah, not a lot of hot takes. I'm more of a lurker than a than a. Yeah, that's creator, true. But so. like, at, but at least if you want to see other hot takes, I am definitely much more active, and you can find yeah, H- Henry makes a lot of hot takes. It's very. I do, I do, and you can read said hot takes first on our official podcast Twitter at Pink Isle Pod, which uh, I've been doing a lot better job of updating us on that one it's been fun time uh but in addition to that you can follow me at kathman henry where and you can also uh follow henry's cat as well oh yes yeah i might as well give a shout out to uh my cat who does have more followers than me which you know what it's understandable uh at sweet potato cat He's a cute one-eyed kitty. He and his brother Oslo are on there. He he is like an above above cuteness average for cats. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I miss I miss him all the time. Aww. Oh, I'm sure he misses you too. Probably not, but I'd like to think it. <laughs> you know what? 
I, I believe he does. Anywho, but in addition to that, if you enjoy the things that I done do on the internet in all different types of things, first things first, uh, give me a follow on the Twitter. But in addition to that, follow me on my portfolio Tumblr with all of my stuff in one place, henrycathman.tumblr.com, uh, where, where you can see all the stuff I do there. And my YouTube channel, posting videos on there, still still shooting that one video a month thing. Give me a follow that. And if you enjoy the work that we do on my videos in RPGs and podcasts, any of this stuff, feel free to chuck me a dollar on Patreon, patreon.com slash Henry uh, By giving me $1 a month, I'm going to be giving you guys access to some exclusive content and you get to help me support do this stuff. So yeah. But with that said, uh, yeah, we're going to be delving in with the spy squad next time. So uh, Emma, am I forgetting yeah. anything? Just remember, he is always watching. Who is always watching, Emma? Say his name. You know who. Say I can't his name. to be with to damn us all. People shout so much. Good night, everybody. Good night.